So, Morgan, over the next few days, there's going to be a lot of video game-related stuff, right? Yeah, that's correct, Connor. And do you have any video game franchises, or even just video games in general, from maybe your childhood that you haven't heard from in years, maybe even a decade, that you really hope that they'll announce maybe an HD remaster or even a sequel to in the next few days? Sly Cooper 5, baby! I personally really want a new Pokemon Ranger game. That is a good pick. It's scary, though. The sequels were pretty bad that we did get. That's true, but I definitely think they improved on the gameplay, and I think the Switch's controller would perfectly complement the game style, albeit it might not be compatible with the Switch Lite. I could see that being really nice with the Switch, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, but... The way they divide those Pokemon games up is pretty cool, though. I mean, you you get the red one, and you get the blue one. They might change the hue a little bit, like diamond and pearl, pink being pearl, and it being a more of a... It's It's got red in it, but it's not quite red. And sure, sure. Gold's orange, but it's at least got red in it. And... When you have red, you associate that with fire. And fire is heat. And heat is great for cooking. Yes. And water is blue. Well, maybe not the water I drink, but... <laughs> water, a lot of places, is blue. And water is also great for cooking. And when you, got, when you get cooking, you have a great setting for being able to have a conversation with some friends and family. Yeah. Hey... Home-cooked small talk, if you will. Wait a minute, Connor. That's the name of this podcast. Ayo. DJ Redbeard. And DJ Mords. We're hopping on the mic. Because we're dumb and bored. I got the info. I got the tapes. Join us for an hour. Because you're better off late. Listen while you're doing your dishes. Take a small walk. Welcome everybody for some home cooked small talk. I'm Morgan, and my co-host here is Connor, the and one who stares at cats. Yes, and you are listening to some home cooked small talk. That's it. We did it. We said we said the name of the show. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Our job's done for the week. Woo! Woohoo! No, 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 no. We are here for another episode of Home Cooked Small Talk. Before we get into the nitty gritty, Connor, I want to ask you how your week has been. You know, it's been all right. Today, I went and did some grocery shopping. It was kind of funny because my grandmother, I ran into her in the parking lot because I parked right next to her, as a matter would have it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You ran into her? Is she okay? Yeah, this isn't my grandmother that got run over by a car a few Uh-oh. years ago. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry to hear but, that. But, oh no, she was fine. She tried to fight the doctors when she tried to leave the hospital immediately after it happened. <laughs> um, But this is my other grandmother, and I happened to park right next to her, and I got to see her for a little bit in the parking lot. It was pretty cool. Nice. But enough with how I'm doing, and or my grandmother. Why don't you tell me about what you've been up to? You know, I haven't been up to much. I, what did I do? I went to the movies this weekend. Ooh. I saw the new Conjuring movie. Oh, yeah, that's top of the box office right now, I think. Yeah, which is crazy. If you if you said that two years ago, you would guess it made maybe $100 million more than it did, which is just, <laughs> <laughs> just crazy to think about how much times have changed right now. But... That's what I did, and then uh, I just started, I went back to work yesterday for my work week, and I have like a little bridged week, uh, my mom is coming into town, so it, it'll be nice, tomorrow is my last day for the week, and just kind of get to take it easy after that, and get into some E3 hype, which we'll talk about later. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, besides that... Not too much. Uh, video game-wise, I mean, we kind of hinted at it last week, but I've been playing the new season of Fortnite. You know, it's amazing. Uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty's in it. It's a bop. Aliens yeah. have invaded. 
Um, a lot has happened, except for map changes. They seem to have given up on those. They didn't get a very positive reaction the first time. Yeah. Well, I mean, changing the overall map, I get being controversial, but they usually have like changes on the map. And they've been kind of lacking in the last few seasons making big changes. Uh, they've been kind of focusing on some gameplay tweaks, which has been cool, but not quite what I'm looking for. But besides Fortnite, I actually haven't really been playing too much. Uh, what about you, Connor? Still been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon. Nice, nice. I just picked up a copy of Ultra Sun, and that's what I'm going to be playing for the rest of the night. I want to hear some new thoughts on the game uh, when you go back to it. I personally never went and played Ultra Sun, so I'd be curious to see what you think. Well, did you play either Sun or Moon? Nope. Okay, so you have absolutely no concept of 7th Gen. No. I, uh, I saw a few friends play it and didn't have too much interest at the time because I had a pretty bad experience with X and Y. And just never huh. felt like hopping into it thought x and y I'm, were just really boring i know a lot of people didn't really like x and y which i personally find shocking just because i really liked both those games well, i definitely think those games got a bad rap on account of the fact i think they're the only pokemon gen that never got a third game slash sequel yeah that either that or dlc yeah um, yeah because i mean then then current gen doesn't have any sequel yeah but they at least got dlc to keep the story going yeah yeah um i I don't think it's as good as a sequel game that you know takes all of the criticism and makes improvements but eh you know it's better than nothing yep especially since arceus legends is coming out oh yeah that's that game has me pretty hyped i mean i don't know enough about it to actually get hyped Plus, I have Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl to yes. uh, satiate me until then. Yeah, for sure. Um, but while we're while we're hyped up for new games, Connor, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the new Battlefield that was just recently uh, re revealed. Battlefield twenty forty two. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go off quick, just give some details about it, and let's talk about it. So Battlefield 2042 is the next sequel in the Battlefield franchise. It's releasing on October 22nd for current and next-gen, or whatever, next uh, current-gen and past-gen. There will be 128 players on the next-gen and 64 players on current-gen. This is for their online multiplayer modes. There will be no single player or battle royale. It's um, the story will be progressed through live service content uh, that will be going on through a free and tiered battle pass system. Uh, the main gameplay hook this time around is going to be environmental collapse, and they're not ready to make uh, life statements based on that. And there's going to be three different types of multiplayer, one of which they've actually... Well, they've revealed two of them, but one of them they have details about, which is just standard Battlefield. Connor, what are your thoughts on this? I definitely am concerned of the games-as-a-service model. Yeah. I'm also concerned about the lack of single-player. Because while I think Battlefield 1 and 5 definitely took a step back in regards to single player content being that i mean they had it but all they really did was take multiplayer maps expand them a little bit and tell basic stories which for some reason i think on almost all of them involved stealth yep so that definite well there was the tank one but for me, I definitely was disappointed by the single-player experience in Battlefield 1 and 5. I definitely wish that they would have kept single-player, because I fondly remember the single-player experience in Battlefield 3. 
Yes, as bad as the story itself was, it was pretty fun. There were definitely very memorable moments. Oh, yeah. They had big set pieces, which were fun. This is reeking of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 to me, and I don't know. I have a bad feeling about that. Not the actual game itself. It seems very interesting and a real hodgepodge. I think by the only benefit of not having a single player uh, is that they're really allowing themselves to do full globe trotting without having to pretend it's ridiculous. Oh, like having to pretend it's not ridiculous. Uh, and combining that with environmental collapse and natural disasters happening, they can really just do whatever they want with uh, modern and futuristic technology thrown in. So. I don't know. Part of me wishes they had the single player, but also I think them focusing on multiplayer, maybe they will be quicker to tweak the gameplay and actually refine it as a live service game. I guess that's what what one could hope from that. But if not, hey, you know, there's always the next Battlefield. I find it interesting that... They are continuing on with the, you know, Battlefield 40 games, which they had years ago, just because, you know, when Battlefield 4 came out, I still haven't fact-checked this since the last time we recorded, but I want to say that game took place in 2024 or 2025, and... I mean, we are getting into 2021 pretty good now. So those games are about 20 years in our future. So I find it interesting how the technology is going to be different 20 years in the future with the way this game's taking place. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen, they they just released a, a trailer it was cinematic granted but they did show some of the technology that's going to be in it and the most interesting thing for me was they have very similar to the boston dynamics uh robotic dogs in it and those are always really interesting i don't know i i could see a lot of tech that they want to just expand on a little bit without getting to laser guns and things like that i'm excited for that I saw there was wingsuits in this game. Uh, some of the vehicles looked very neat. I One of the scenes in the trailer um, before, I believe it was a tornado that hit. or, or Tornado just a, or tsunami. Yeah. Or not tsunami. Um, typhoon. Yes. And some of the characters were in some type of, it looked like a small taxi that was like a hovercraft. <laughs> Did you, you saw that, right? I saw that. I giggled at that. And I was like... Is that actually going to be a thing, or is that just a prop for the video? Either way, like, I don't know. I think I think them setting it in the not-too-distant future uh, has really, I wouldn't even say limited themselves. Technology is uh, evolving at such a rapid rate that they can still make some interesting things going forward without being ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just still upset about the one-hour extended wait. Yeah, well, you know, that's why you watch it six hours later. Boo. Boo. Yeah, that's me. Anyway, that is Battlefield 2042, former, formerly known as Battlefield 6. Just last week, we were talk- we were referring to it as Battlefield 6. Oh, how young we were. Right? So young and innocent, naive, even. But now, now we know the Battlefield 2042. Do you think after this, they're going to make a remake of Battlefield uh, 2142? Which was their futuristic game? Oh, okay. That makes more sense now. Because I remember reading the Battlefield wiki about that game. Back when, I think, Battlefield 3 was a game. And being like, wow, there's a lot of crazy robots and stuff in here. So... That game was heavily futuristic, so okay, yeah. I was confused. That game, I've never uh, had the opportunity to play it, but I've seen people play it, and it looks super fun. So, 
I don't know. That'd be a cool if they if they want to really push far into the future uh, after this entry. That might be fun. Yeah, definitely. I just hope that we don't get back into the same trap that we've been in the last few years with video games, where every single game that comes out in a five year period for multiplayer, you know, a popular multiplayer game is modern, and then everyone goes futuristic. And then everyone goes into the past, and then everyone goes back to modern. I think we're finally past that, because this transitions well. The next game I wanted to talk about was, even though the title is not official yet, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, that may be coming out uh, at the end of this year, is heavily rumored. At this point, it's a little bit more than rumors, but uh, to be another World War II game. And... There was just leaked reports today saying that uh, Warzone is going to transition to a World War II map when that game releases. So, I don't know. If you really want to look at big first-person shooter juggernauts, uh, especially going back 5-10 years, it was really Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo. And Halo is another story, but seeing battlefield go back to the modern times and call of duty go way back again to world war ii it's just it's nice to see that they're they're taking different paths definitely i definitely am glad that if vanguard is truly a game set in the past that they will add diversity to our lineup of games this fall yes I just very much hope that they completely reboot Verdansk in regards to uh, weapon drops because being able to use a M4 assault rifle against someone armed with World War II style weapons is not going to be fun. Very true. And they might. I heard the integration for the Vanguard game is going to be much better than they did it for uh, Cold War. So we'll see. But moving on from that, you know, this episode is going to be very video game centric, so apologies to our fans who don't necessarily love all those segments, but that's all right. I'm just going to give a little preview of the rest of the episode, and then we're going to keep moving on. So for our main course, we're going to be doing another rapid fire segment. This time I'm asking Connor the questions. That's right. Switching it up yet again. And then after that, we have our big E3 hype and rankings discussion coming up that is right we are recording this the week of e3 but before any of the conferences have happened so bear in mind when this comes out yes all of our questions will have been answered or ignored by major (laughs) companies and corporations but at the time of recording this we don't know anything i mean we don't really know anything either way connor we're kind of dumb but that's okay. That's why we're here to talk to you, you know, just to entertain you. So after that, we are both going to be showing you our wonderful news stories of the week. Connor, I heard you watched something this morning. I did. After I was done watching the Battlefield 2042? Yes, 2042. Okay. I, for some reason, couldn't remember the name of the game we were just talking about. <laughs> and what did that did, did that go on for uh, twenty forty two minutes? No, it went on for sixty minutes and some change. Oh, that's less fun. But I heard you watched the first episode of the new Loki series. Yep. Immediately after I was done, I switched to the Disney Plus app. Very nice. So Loki is the new uh, Marvel series on Disney+. Plus. The first two episodes came out at the time of this recording. And I want to know about episode one, Connor. Are you ready for some rapid-fire questions? Yes. And I also am confused, too, because I didn't realize episode two dropped already. <laughs> it did. <laughs> All right. Question number one, Connor. Is there time travel involved? Yes. Okay. Do any Avengers appear in this episode? Yes. Okay. I won't ask who. Um, Are there big actor cameos besides those Avengers? Yes. 
Who? Well, Owen Wilson. Yes. Is a series regular. That's really cool. Wow. But there also is an actor whose name I do not know off the top of my head, but he plays one of the people in the... I want to get too far into spoilers, but he plays one of the security agents, essentially, and he is a comedian who I've seen in other things. Very cool. And are there any more? Those are the two I can think of off the top of my head. Great. Now, Connor, when does this show take place? I know you said there's time travel involved, but is there a central timeline? (laughs) Yes, there is, actually. It is the glorious timeline. The glorious timeline. Yes. It is the one dictated by the timekeepers. Ooh. Who are the timekeepers? They are the people who keep the uh, flow of time linear to their will so that there are no multiverses. Very cool. I'll ask more next week about that. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, Does Loki shapeshift in this episode? He tries to. He fails? Miserably. Is it cool? No. They spent absolutely zero on the special effect for that. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, Does he stab anyone in this episode? Yes. In the back? Yes. Does he stab anyone else? Just one person. Just one person. Okay. Okay. Um, Is the original mcu loki still dead that you know of yes he is physically it's hard to say because without giving too much away Mm -hmm. the show still takes it's currently still well i guess they're technically beyond time but for the most part it's loki from 2012 okay so the same oh sorry you go he doesn't necessarily become or gain the memories of that loki but he's aware of what the other loki did does that affect his moral standpoints i mean i think it is going forward interesting do you like this uh 2012 loki or dead loki better it's hard to say because dead Loki had a lot more screen time, but this new Loki is actually a pretty complex character based off just the very first episode. Does the actor Tom have a, can you tell that he's got a chip on his shoulder from also having another actor named Tom in the MCU? Not necessarily. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, is there a multiverse in this show so far? No, they've done a very good job at preventing that. Interesting. Do they tackle that? Literally. Whoa. That's pretty funny. That's pretty fun. Are you excited for the rest of this show? I am, because I'm interested in how it's going to shape the MCU going forward. I have been very interested in how they're going to work with Loki ever since an Endgame when Loki picked up the Tesseract. Because hmm. I actually thought they were going to deal with that directly in the movie. Yeah. Do you think that there are any opportunities for Marvel what-ifs in this show? Maybe not in the show itself, but I definitely think the show might capture a couple possible what ifs just they aren't going to lead directly into the show itself okay and what are your overall takes of the first episode pretty cool i did find it weird at one point with the language just because there's one point where owen wilson's character walks up to a child from 1500s and speaks to them in their native tongue and then randomly switches to English while still talking to that child. Oh, they must have been too lazy to keep writing those uh, translated subtitles. Or cap- yeah. yeah, I thought it was weird because that 
he was trying to calm the child down and he's speaking to the child in English while trying to calm this child down. Hmm. It, yeah. it was, that was like my one nitpicky thing that I thought was weird. Maybe his theory was that random sounds, um, calm babies or ch- children. If he, if the kid can't understand it, <laughs> maybe who knows Just gibberish. Um, all right. Well, that was rapid fire for Loki. I'm going to have to check it out. Hopefully this weekend. I recommend it. It was a pretty solid episode, and I guess I'll have to go back upstairs and watch episode two when we're done with this. Oh, final rapid-fire question. I had one more. Out of the first episodes of Loki, um, WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which one was your favorite? Ooh, that is hard, because I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to take WandaVision out of that. Okay. Just because WandaVision was great, I just thought WandaVision heated up after the first three episodes. Yep. When it comes to versus that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the beginning of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when it starts off with the Falcon, with that awesome extended action sequence, that was so cool. Oh, that was so cool. It was uh, awesome. I'm going to have to give it to Falcon the Winter Soldier for first episode, because while Loki's first episode was awesome and great for character development and introducing the cast in general, I think that I really liked the action in Falcon and the Winter Soldier more, and you got the character development with Sam visiting his family, and you got Bucky coming to terms with his past. Nice. All right. Okay. So as we said at the beginning of this show, E3 is right around the corner. If you're ready, if you're listening to this, E3 has come and gone. And that stands for electronic entertainment expo. Now, typically people see this as a big video game conference. Usually takes place in LA. Um, It's been going around. It's going on for quite a while. Um, Last year was the first big year they took off, partially due to COVID, partially because it's a dying art form. Not video games, but that that certain type of expo, which is very sad, but there's reasons for it. Anyway, E3 is back this year, all digital, and alongside it are going to be other game uh, developers and companies doing their own video game streams as well as well as some other individual um, side shows going on as well now during these streams and these shows uh, companies tend to announce brand new games with world premieres along with updates on currently announced games and just any views for the future where video games are going what can we expect it's an exciting year for that too, Connor, because the next-gen consoles just came out in the winter, and you know, typically about a year or so afterwards is when you really start to see the technology kick up, see why people have been trying to get those consoles for a full year, and hopefully make it worth it. So Connor, as E3 is approaching, I wanted to ask you, what do you want to see from it? Do you have any... Uh, goals or predictions any anything that would make you excited that we don't already know about hmm well i'm definitely hoping that we see something from starfield i think we're starting to get to the point where it's a little ridiculous where we haven't seen anything from that game other than i think we've seen the logo And I think they released a 10-second teaser over the summer that shows absolutely nothing. So, I definitely am hoping we, at the bare minimum, see either a concept trailer for that game that's similar to the Battlefield trailer we saw today, Mm -hmm. or we see gameplay. The gameplay would be like the cherry on top for me. Fair, fair. And do you have a long shot? My long shot, keeping in line with Bethesda, would be seeing more of the Elder Scrolls 6 
obviously I'm not expecting to see like a concept trailer, but maybe something like what they did a couple years ago at E3 when they announced the game and had the screen pan over some mountains. I think it'd be interesting if they did something like that, but in doing so, they actually announce where the game's taking place. Yeah, for sure. So my my big long shot, which at this point, I don't even really think it's that far-fetched to see this happen, is the official announcement, maybe even a title or location tease of Bioshock 4. Ooh. Now, Bioshock 4 inadvertently got announced about a year and a half, two years ago. I remember that. Yep. And 2K is producing it with a new studio called Cloud Chamber. And they, this was a little, let's see, about a year and a half ago, they announced that they were working on the next iteration of the Bioshock franchise. Now, I don't, I don't expect to see much more than an announcement trailer. But if that happens in any way, shape, or form, I'd be through the moon. And you know what? One other announcement, one other, one other announcement that would get me super excited is another Crash Bandicoot. Whether it's a sequel or another remaster, perhaps of um, some of the games that have been in development issues galore in the past like twin sanity something like that only because we're at the 25th anniversary of crash bandicoot this year and they have teased that they want to do things for it but they've already remastered most of the big games so where they go i don't know but i am excited to see more and i don't know anyone named seymour so i want to see some crash bandicoot hmm. cool 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 but Speaking of E3, I think we're going to have to do some rankings. Rankings? Okay. Now, yeah. how do you want to do these rankings? I see it, the way I see it, Connor, is that I've already kind of explained it. There are so many press conferences happening, a lot of them even simultaneously this year because they're all digital, so all these companies can do whatever they want. And mo not even all of them are through E3 technically. But there are so many of them. There's way too many to cover on this podcast right now. So what I suggest is that we do our top five most anticipated each. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fair way of doing it. And when we do it, we can explain, justify our picks by saying what we expect to see from them or maybe our, even our hopes for those conferences. Does that sound good to you, Connor? Yeah, that sounds absolutely fine. Would you like to go first? sure all right you want to start let's start with your number five and work your way up to number one all righty so my number five is going to be the bandai namco showcase and my reason for that is absolutely nothing to do with games but i know that bandai namco is a major shareholder of atari and atari re announced a couple of years ago that they're making a new console and they did it through Kickstarter and unbeknownst to, I think most people that console is releasing a week from yesterday. So that console is actually going to come out during E3, which I find absolutely insane considering I haven't heard anything of it. I'm very excited for it, and the only reason I'm talking right now is I didn't have this conference on my list for a few reasons, but I'm very excited for this console that you had reminded me of earlier today, simply because of the aesthetic choices. Now, if this was on our rankings last week, Connor, probably be up near the top. This console looks gorgeous. The wood version of it. Yeah, the wood version, definitely. The big thing is what games does it play and how well does it play them that's the magic question so my number four is definitely going to be take two take two is for those that don't know the parent company of rockstar games and while i don't necessarily expect to see anything coming from rockstar 
being that I think GTA 6 is still quite a few years out and that Red Dead Redemption 2 did come out a few years ago. And as much as I would love to see some single player DLC for Red Dead Redemption 2, part of me doubts we will ever see that on account of the fact that Rockstar promised years ago to make some single player DLC for GTA 5, which still hasn't happened all these years later. So I really don't think we're going to see that. But Take Two does own a bunch of studios, which gives me hope that we will at least see something from them. Going into my number three. My number three is going to be E3. I'm sorry, EA. (laughs) (laughs) So, EA, while it is an absolutely and justifiably despised company, they do own everything. Maybe not everything, but pretty much every good game studio that isn't owned by either Microsoft or Sony, for the most part, is owned by EA. So, I definitely have hope that we will see something pretty cool from EA. Be it having to pay a paywall of $5 to watch the showcase or something else. Maybe we'll see something from Bioware. Unlikely. Maybe we'll see something from one of their other IPs or studios they own. Who knows, but I'm hoping to see something pretty cool. My number two is going to be the Nintendo Direct. Because, well, it's Nintendo. Nintendo is a very long and very admired company in the gaming industry. And they have a lot of games under their belt. And there's a lot of stuff that they can showcase, which, frankly, not everything that they showed might have even happened at their showcase they had last week. So I'm hoping to see something pretty cool from them. Maybe we'll see a Switch Pro announcement. Maybe we won't. But regardless, I think they're going to bring the games. And finally, my number one is going to be the Microsoft one. Because I think Microsoft, for the last few E3s, has brought their A-game. I remember a couple years ago, I thought they won E3 when they announced backwards compatibility was coming to the Xbox One. That was a huge announcement for me. And for the most part, I think, especially thanks to their recent acquisitions and partnerships with Nintendo that they've been doing, they might have some pretty cool tricks up their sleeve, and I'm excited to see it. Very nice. I like your list, Connor. Are you ready for mine? Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Number five. And I'm I'm glad we didn't pick the same conferences. Some of them overlap, but I like that we're covering more. My number five is the Ubisoft Forward. Are, is this the year we're finally going to see a release date for Skull and Bones? Woo. I could have sworn I saw that got pushed back. It did, but maybe there's a date attached to that pushback now. Probably not. Does anyone actually care about this game? I mean, depending on how they execute it, I might be. It just seems like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but without any of the fun parts. But who knows? Maybe maybe they're blowing my mind. Maybe all these delays are going to make it a magnum opus. But besides that, are we going to hear info about a new Assassin's Creed? Now, I don't expect a new game, but are they going to tease a new location going forward? We're getting to that point where DLC is going to be running dry, probably at the end of this year would be my guess. Again, I don't see a new game or new game announcement coming yet. yet. Actually, I I wouldn't be surprised if they said there's a new Assassin's Creed coming, but not quite yet. Anyway, that... Um, I'd love to see a Phoenix Rising sequel, like a mortal Phoenix Rising. I loved the first game, thought it was really fun, and I think now would be a good time to announce that they're working on a new one. And finally, just some new IP. Uh, Ubisoft has been doing some neat things lately, and I they recently had discussions about kind of drawing, uh, going back to the drawing board and doing less new IP and more AAA titles. But 
there's a chance, and I'm sure some things will slip through the cracks, so I'm excited for it. Coming in at number four for me is Capcom. And these are very niche reasons for me, but I'm excited to see what they have in store for the Resident Evil Village DLC. Uh, The DLC for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard was insanely wacky and goofy, but also had some good storytelling in it. Uh, So I'm curious what they're going to do here. Going to focus in more on some of those crazy monsters that have been trending all around the internet. Are we going to see Lady D in a whole new way who knows but i'm excited to see what they're doing with it also on resident evil i'm sort of expecting a code veronica or resident evil 4 remake now they did announce a little while back that they are doing a resident evil 4 vr remake which is very interesting it's going to be in first person whole new perspective but i think they have more up their sleeves so i'm curious to see what it's going to be and then finally less so for me but i'm kind of expecting a new devil may cry announcement now that's never really been my game of choice but it is always exciting to see those release so that's why it's at number four for me coming up after that is actually the microsoft and bethesda um press conference few reasons here number one starfield Connor, I know you had talked about it in your wants. I fully expect a trailer or even gameplay gameplay at this point. Bethesda has a few games that they've announced and that have release dates this year. After that, it's really Starfield. Starfield seems like it's up next. And even if they don't give a release date, which actually I really think it's coming either at the very end of this year or beginning of next year. That's my hot take. I think it's coming sooner than we think. Um, I think they're going to pull some type of uh, Fallout 4 with this when they announced and had a quick turnaround with that release. But anyway, I do think we are going to see a lot of that from Bethesda. They do have some games that they're showing off anyway, such as Deathloop as well. Um, On the Microsoft side, I'm very excited to see more about Halo Infinite. Um... You know, they kind of scaled back when they had all that negative reception last year. And they've been doing dev updates monthly now that not a lot of people are talking about. But some of the changes they've been making are very interesting. And I've heard rumors of major graphical overhauls at this point. And I just want to see what they what they got in store. I love Halo. Any new entry is at least going to get a look from me. And then last one on the Microsoft side, I'm I really hope we find we get an actual trailer for the new Perfect Dark game that they teased last year. It's intriguing to me what they showed off. Did not expect it. Came out of left field for me. Um, and I want to see what they have in store. And then finally, going back to the Bethesda side, Connor, what you were saying about Elder Scrolls Six, I also think. In my head, there's no way there's not another tease for it this year. They've had the one tease overall. And what I think, and you are are hinting at too, I think they're going to reveal the location this year. Maybe nothing else besides that. Or who knows, if they're getting crazy, maybe even a year, like a time release frame. Nowhere close to a month. Maybe they'll say it's coming out three years. But I think we might get a year. And it might change 10 times, but I don't know. That's what I'm expecting out of that Microsoft Bethesda joint conference. Can only wish. Can only wish. Afterwards, at number two, I have the Nintendo Direct. Um, few reasons here. Breath of the Wild 2. There's no way it's not being shown off. People seem skeptical, but I don't see any reason why. It's definitely coming out early next year. Who knows, maybe the Switch Pro will lead into that too. Nintendo's already said they're not talking about hardware at their Direct. But Nintendo's Nintendo, eh, Nintendo is Nintendo. Either they're lying or, hey, maybe there's another surprise Direct the day before all about the Switch Pro. And, you know, maybe we'll be talking next week about how dumb I was to even say that because it's not happening. But <laughs> regardless... Breath of the Wild 2 absolutely being shown off. 
uh, it's the big Zelda anniversary this year, and it would just be ridiculous for them not to at this point after they've already announced it with the trailer. Um, beyond that, Smash Brothers DLC, they gotta have another announcement. They should fully embrace the meme. I want Jonesy from Fortnite. Let's go. <laughs> They're never gonna give people who they want, so might as well embrace the ridiculous here. Um, along with that, Metroid Prime 4. And it's had some overhauls. It got delayed and delayed and delayed. I'm ready for some type of trailer, even if it's a concept trailer. Let's just move past that logo. Let's get a few steps further to the goal of knowing what this game actually is going to be. And then finally, it's been a long time, Connor. You think it's time for a new Mario Kart? I, you know. Yeah, what do you think? I think that's a good question. Because, gosh, I can't remember the last time there was a new Mario Kart. It came out on the Wii U and then was remastered for the Switch uh, with basically like a Smash Ultimate version of it. And it was amazing. But that's not a new game. It came out on the Wii U. There hasn't been a fully-fledged original Mario Kart game for the Switch. You know, and I think that would be a great opportunity for the Switch. Because even with the Switch Lite... I think to some degree you could use your console as a steering wheel. Oh, for sure. Then, so that's my Nintendo hype. Finally, number one. Might come out of left field for you, Connor. This conference, and yes, I'm going to date this podcast, breaking a rule we don't often do. We are recording this on Wednesday, June 9th. Tomorrow, June 10th, is the Summer Games Fest. This is my number one, Connor. You know why? Jeff Keighley hosts this. He he does the game game awards every year. Um, he did summer's game summer games fest last year, and he has so many great connections in this industry, with so many different developers, so many different companies. Um, top of the list for me is he he has an in with Sony. Sony's at this point isn't doing anything for E three. Sure, they might do their own conference thing in a month or two and just have it be like a short state of play with some big announcements but they don't actually have anything planned for e3 this would be a perfect time for them keely's got the connects i'd be excited for anything they want to show there but beyond that like i was saying jeff keely has great connections he and hideo kojima are really good friends jeff keely was in death stranding if any, if any show is going to have the announcement of the next Hideo Kojima game, it's going to be Summer Games Fest. And while I didn't love Death Stranding, I'm excited to see where he's going with anything he wants to work on. And finally, the last big reason for Summer's game, Summer Games Fest. This might have fit in more with the Bandai Namco press conference that you talked about, but I have a feeling that... Elden Ring is finally getting shown off, and it's going to happen here. That's right. That is my big, that is my big prediction. Whoa, bro. Listen, listen, Connor. That game, it's going to be great if it happens, if it ever comes out. And I really think this is the time and the place for it. Uh, and that's my list. That is my list. I'm excited for E3. For me, it's like a gamer's Christmas. Every Something new every day. And I'm working and have my mom here throughout the majority of E3 this year. And it'll be nice just coming home at the end of the day, checking my phone and seeing all the crazy stuff that got announced. So I'm excited. What about you? How do you feel about E3 this year? You feeling good? You know, I think it's going to be cool. Um... I definitely think it's going to be interesting that it is a online-only experience. Makes me wonder what it's going to look like in two or three years. But, you know, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see all the fun announcements. Absolutely. Transitioning out of E3, Connor, I believe you had um, a new edition of Half-Baked for me. What do you got? I do. So, keeping in line with the video game theme, I have a very short version of Half-Baked for you. I scrunched up three reviews 
for relatively recent games. Okay. And the way Half Baked works is I either myself come up that is very basic and almost half baked. You know, if you go on to say Google and find a review for something and you notice so for this installment of half baked i have scrunched up three different video game reviews for you they're all from relatively recent releases and all three of them happen to be console exclusives okay so the way half baked works is either i come up with something or i go online and i find very poorly written reviews for something and one thing I've noticed is that if you scrummage through the one-star reviews for any product, you'll typically find the most sloppily written and some of the weirdest reviews out there. Like, I absolutely loved this. I will totally be coming back. One star. <laughs> or it's, it's their best star. Yeah. Or something that was clearly typed by an enraged person who was disappointed that their product came out poorly and they just hammered away at the keyboard not thinking their review actually made sense but i digress morgan yes are you ready to guess what these video games are i am as ready as i'll ever be all right so our very first one and I will give you this hint. Okay. It was a Sony exclusive. Okay. So this very first review, and this one has two reviews. Okay. So the first one written by Bo, titled Five Stars? Question, question, question. What? Question, question, question. This is so, so bad of a game. Exclamation, 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 exclamation. It's like you have to walk a line within the game or else you leave tail area. Graphics are crap. Everything in this game feels empty. How the good reviews? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation. My first guess is actually Death Stranding. It is not Death Stranding. Hmm. The second review. Okay written by craig patrick titled last of us 2 was way better Hmm. this game sucked if you played it for a few hours then you played the entire game nothing new whatsoever as i i lost my interest and sold it on ebay your spelled wrong welcome (laughs) All right, just with referencing Last of Us 2 in the review, my guess would be Ghost of Tsushima. It is Ghost of Tsushima. All right, yeah, they came out, uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out less than a month after Last of Us 2, and Ghost of Tsushima is an amazing game, but in the context of comparing them right next to each other, cinematically and everything, Last of Us 2 just really um was polarizing for some people so ghost of tsushima was not so that kind of makes sense uh not to that degree gosh but (laughs) that's a good one all right so the second one is a nintendo exclusive okay and this one review was written by michael it is titled boring as hell boring it is sorry it's a game that incentivizes you not to play it get a good weapon it breaks you don't want to use it food you make it want to save for something else don't use it climbing up a tower like the ladder in a boring better game mgs2 boring 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 (laughs) the lack of music and costumes at the beginning is disappointing mario odyssey definitely deserves g o t y way more (laughs) okay i'm almost certain i know what game this is connor how did they spell don't 
D-O-N, no apostrophe T. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. I was wondering how you got that. that <laughs> Don't. Okay, Connor, is this game The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? <laughs> it is. <laughs> they described it fairly well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, sorry he didn't like it. Or I'm sorry they didn't like it. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Especially with the second one coming. Maybe they'll have more clothing options at the beginning for that person. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but you've been doing pretty well. Let's see if you can get three for three this time. Okay. Can I do a clean sweep? Yeah, let's see. So, our third game is a Sony exclusive. Okay. And I have two reviews for you again. The first one was written by Gregory. And the review is titled, Just Make a Game, dot, dot, dot. Was basically just a movie that you tap a button to once an hour. Okay. And the second review was written by Red Guy Dorian. And their review was titled, Too Blood and Violent. Dislike. Too Blood and Violent. But, whoa <laughs> the graphics are best i seen better than spider-man on ps5 well okay um hmm. all right i have a few guesses i guess um i should have used one after the first the first review let me use that one now well <laughs> The graphic thing is what's hang- hooking me up, but also, are these reliable? <laughs> um, <laughs> is this Until Dawn? No. Ah, okay. Um, Alright, I'm guessing... Just, if it's a really dumb review... Is it The Last of Us Part 2? It is not. Oh, no. I All intentionally right. avoided The Last of Us Part 2 reviews. That's fair. I was just thinking timeline-wise of referencing Spider-Man. I have one more guess. Uh-huh. And if I get it right, I won't count it as my streak. But is it Detroit Become Human? No. Ah. All right. What was it? You got me. God of War. Oh. <laughs> that's that's something. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks, reviewer. Yeah, thank Fred Guy Dorian. Thank you, Fred Guy Dorian. You win the award of stumping me. Half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe when we get this show going for a while, we could <laughs> DM these people somehow and award them. <laughs> Congrats, you beat this random podcaster that you've never heard of <laughs> with your poorly written review. <laughs> Well, going off of reviews, talking about updates for key people, what they need to know, the news, question mark? Look at that transition, Connor. I could I could do this for a career, right? Oh, absolutely. And with that being said, talking about the news, we're moving on to our desserts. Now, we both, we both brought a news article to share, and I think I'm ready today. Are you ready, Connor? I'm never ready. Perfect. That's all we can ask of you. Um, A plane carrying Biden's press corps was about to take off. Then the cicadas swarmed. Not the cicadas. Not the cicadas. Um, So this plane carrying dozens of journalists preparing to take off from D.C. to cover Biden's first trip abroad was delayed for several hours Tuesday evening. Um, They were heading to Europe. And a swarm of cicadas just kind of got all up in it. Uh, the, pl- the cicadas flew into the plane's engines, causing mechanical issues that delayed takeoff. Eventually, they just gave up, like the, the White House aides. They, they weren't like, we're going to wait this out. We're going to beat the cicadas. No, they just found another plane. And the cicadas didn't follow it. Uh, so the White House aides found another plane to take the reporters overseas. Um, 
And this is crazy, you know, every 17 years or so, cicadas come to the U.S. to wreak their havoc in mating season uh, from the East Coast to the Midwest, and we're hitting that 17-year mark this summer. I don't know if you've seen any cicadas yet, Connor. There are not any cicada broods in my area. I haven't seen any yet. I heard Tennessee does get hit hard, so I'm very curious to see what the next few weeks will look like. Well... Each brood has a different cycle, though. Yeah. Your brood just might not be active this time around. Yeah, this one is brood X that was wreaking havoc in uh, D.C. Um, but this isn't the only instance of cicadas wreaking havoc, even, like, in the last two weeks. Uh, they've just been a pain. Uh, this story cites another story, actually. Um actually two other stories one of them being the cicadas have been uh been the blame for digestive issues in pets isn't that crazy they're pro- probably cats you probably have an outdoor cat eating cicadas like this is the best thing ever just throwing up every single night owner has no idea what's going on it's just <laughs> it's what we can ask for every 17 years it's beautiful yeah. but for also, those who Oh, sorry. I was going to say, but also, uh, what's even crazier for that than that is that cicadas were blamed for a single car crash in Cincinnati earlier this week as what? well. Yeah, a bug flew through an open window, hitting the driver in the face, and caused them to crash into a pole. Uh, the driver's fine, just sustained minor injuries, but the car was totaled. So, it's been crazy. Uh, the the amount of cicadas has been causing disturbances on weather radars and patterns, causing what looks like just fuzziness straight over it, almost like your TV was out of sync. And um, the the actual National Weather Service uh, tweeted out some images of what just looked like static. It's pretty crazy. And you know, cicadas die after mating, typically around the end of July. So you know welcome back to the u.s cicadas i'm not gonna be too sad when you're gone again but i would like you to come more than every 17 years these stories are fun i don't want to wait 17 years every single time so what were you gonna say about cicadas connor oh i was just gonna say for those who are not aware cicadas are a type of insect that comes out once every 17 years or so wreak general havoc as you can tell you know, climb up into trees, start screaming, "Hey, someone come up, have, come up here and mate with me!" And they're just all around a general nuisance. They sound like Jeepers Creepers, pretty much. Except, Except we're on not steroids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's my story about cicadas attacking the U.S., making a big hassle for the president and his press corps. Connor, what do you got for me today? So. Are you aware of the legend of Florida Man? If only. So, Florida Man is a breed all of his own. But no one ever talks about Florida Woman. And just this week, a Florida woman got naked and trashed in Outback Steakhouse and confronted a police officer. Oh man, I saw this on Twitter. And, as you might be aware, most restaurants have a no-shoes, no-shirt, no-service policy. But Florida Woman took it one step further this week. When Florida Woman got completely naked and trashed Outback Steakhouse. In the videos that you can see if you went online, you would see this woman throwing alcohol, glass anything she could get her hands on all around the restaurant just causing complete and utter havoc while bystanders just stood there watching filming and pleading with her to stop but the officers did come eventually to apprehend her and what did she do she threw glass at the police officers as they approached her oh gosh I was I hope I was hoping you were gonna say some bloom and onion. Nope. And then they had to taser her. What do you if you if you wanna take drugs, let's pretend drugs weren't 
a factor in this at all. Well, why else do you think she would be there doing all this? What's her motivation? They're probably out of the blooming onion. <laughs> I've I've been known to cause a scene at Outback naked when there's no blooming onion. Yeah, I mean, you should have seen me a few weeks ago at Taco Bell when they ran out of Baja Blast. Oh gosh, I don't. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a big blue monster. Oh gosh. Gosh. Well, Give me my Baja Blast. Baja. Smash. Baja. Baja Blast. Just know. None of this would happen if you drank water. True. <laughs> I'm just back on my water pedestal. To quote Tim Taft, everything that drinks water dies. That's why I drink soda. Wow. That's beautiful. That's Actual beautiful. words of wisdom from a kid I went to high school with. Huh. Tim, if you're out there and you're trying to further your political career, let us know. We'll endorse you. Um, to be determined. <laughs> when in doubt, drink soda? Question mark. And that. That's what Timmy would do. That's that's what Timmy would do. And that's, that's how this podcast is going to end tonight. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Home Cooked Small Talk. We'll be back next week. And if you're listening to this, just know we were probably wrong about every little thing about E3. But please be sure to tweet at us and harass us online. Please do. Follow our socials at Home Cooked Small Talk and everything. Uh, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, the works. Maybe we'll get an OnlyFans soon. Who knows? You'll have to wait. Let's get a MySpace. I think I think there's room for that in this ecosystem. We should get a TikTok. Home cooked TikTok. Welcome everybody for some home cooked TikTok. I like that. Well, let us know if you like that too. And with that, I say, drink water. Waves. <laughs>